to Chat Your Own with Candy and Noodle, the monthly chat show podcast about all things now, then, and tomorrow. It's a little politics, a little art and science, and a whole lot of feminism. Liberal as fuck. Hello, welcome back to Chat Your Own. I am Candy, here with Noodle. Hey, Candy. Hey, Noodle. Uh, how are you feeling? How are things? Everything's good. Everything's good. It's been a good week. It was my anniversary. Super exciting. Two years. Woo. Woo. Yeah, two years. That happened fast. I know. Oh my God. Very fast. Went by fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's a good sign. As opposed to long, interminable, oh my God, it's you again. Right. Periods yeah. of <laughs> extreme despair and darkness. Right, yeah, no, that's probably good. None of those yet. So <laughs> we're... So far. And yourself? Uh, I am also doing pretty, pretty well. I mean, the last couple of weeks have flown by, so nothing horrible happened. Excellent. Right. right, I mean, we'll take it. We'll take nothing horrible horrible happened. Which is great, actually, because I had a couple of months where it was just one horrible thing after another. (laughs) Screw you, 2018. No, you're way better. Kind of better. We'll see. Um, there's still time. There's still time. And speaking of, things have been kind of heavy on Chacharone. So uh, this month we are doing a grab bag episode. Woo! Woo! Party. Super party. There's even party hats. Party hats. I've been drinking already. Yeah. And there's party booze. And there's party booze. It's, it's, party so it's booze a party. We don't always have party booze, but I feel like tonight. Tonight's a party booze. Tonight we have party booze. Yeah. Um, we are going to take random questions from fans or family and friends. Uh, I mean, I'd like to think that our family and friends are also our fans, fans, right? right? Fans. Uh, We will attempt to spend no more than five minutes on each answering your question or talking your topics, um, which, I mean, probably isn't going to... I mean, we're not using a timer. Continually ring true. I kind of want to use a timer. Really? A little bit. Ooh, racing against the clock. I mean, that's a a choice. I just want to (laughs) know. It was 30 seconds. (laughs) I thought I had so much to say. Apparently, I do not. (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh huh. So we are gonna we're gonna do that. We're also gonna do our usual segments, um, including a very special political minute towards the end of the episode. Um, but we are going to start with the super fun, tried and true. What you reading, Noodle? Woohoo! Uh, I am, as usual, reading two books. Uh, the first one will be the serious book, and the second one will be the the fiction. So my serious book was The Misconception Files by Julia Stonehouse. Hey, Julia, uh, who hey. sent this to us? So thank you so much for your submission. I really appreciate it. This book talks about um, kind of why the patriarchy exists. And it's not an excuse for the patriarchy. It's just kind of a historical significance. And I got to tell you, Julia, it made me think about a lot of things differently. Uh, It wasn't so accusatory of what the fuck men. It was like, it's not your fault. You can still change. Yeah, you can still change. Which I appreciate as a through line. Like you didn't, you weren't forgiving of it. You were just a little bit more understanding um, I love the language in it. She, it it's got this kind of uh, old-fashioned sweetness. She keeps referring to it as the facts of life, Aww. which I thought was really adorable. Uh, it made me think about some stuff differently, and I really, really enjoyed the illustrations in the back. It had a lot of uh, imagery of figures that had been found that represented a lot more um, history and uh, matriarchies and kind of how those societies evolved separately and really why... Uh, from a science perspective, why the patriarchy evolved versus why uh, a lot of the matriarchies have been snuffed out. So uh, I enjoyed it. 
Thank you for sending that to me, Julia. Thank and you very much. Us. Yeah, we. Uh, it was, and also, I mean, the cover is so cute. It's, it's a really, really good happy, cover. Happy colors. It's a really and... good cover. I'm. A, I am partial to yellow. Yeah, I like yellow. Makes you feel good. It does make me feel good. Liked it. Well yeah. done. Uh, the other book that I'm reading is a fiction book called People Like Us, and it is by Dana and Dana. Forgive me because I don't know how to pronounce your name. I don't know if it's Melee or Melee or like the, like a fight. Or Melee, but either way, it's by Dana, Dana Melee, um, and it's called People Like Us. And for the first, like, 50 pages, I keep thinking, why is everyone struggling so much about sex? Like, what's the big deal? Just have the sex, not a big deal. And then I remembered, oh, it's a YA novel, and I don't read any YA, and that really changes everything about the book hmm. if you think about the fact that they're 16, 17 years old. So I had to change my brain and remember when sex was a big deal and when, like, you're overwhelmed by feelings and your interactions are totally different and everything is a completely different stage of life than the one that I'm in currently. So it's a great uh, murder mystery. And I was really interested to find out who the killer was. I had some ideas. Uh, some of them were correct. I was engaged all the way through. I tore through it real quick. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. You can buy it just about anywhere. It looks like uh, looks like Dana's gotten a lot of splash around it. So congratulations, mm. and yeah, I enjoyed it. That sounds great. It was good. I could maybe be into that. Yeah, it, it took place at a private school, mm. and I got to tell you, I don't know anything about private school, but I kind of want to go to a private school. Uh, <laughs> sounds like all kinds of mysteries. Right? I think I'd be very useful at a oh my goodness, private school yeah. filled with mysteries. You I, would. You would be game. looking for clues left and right. So many clues. Uh, I, it's interesting because I haven't read a lot of YA as an adult, and as a kid, I did. But at the time, I feel like it wasn't there wasn't this movement of genre that there has been in the last like fifteen years. Um, so of course, I read like Fear Street, Babysitters Club, and that kind of stuff. But I didn't think of it as YA until recently. That yeah, that's what that is. I mean, it's written. Do you know that they re-released the Babysitters Clubs as graphic novels? I did hear that recently, maybe from you. I, it's, it's potential it's because it's something that I want to talk about. I saw it at Target the other day, and I was horrified. I'm horrified and beyond intrigued. I mean, is it published by... Oh, yeah. No, they're her. It's the same story. They're just... But who's the graphic novel? Who's the publisher? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. I'm but I mean, they're, they're, right they're the exact same stories. Like, they took Christie's big idea... The truth about Stacey and Claudia and Mean Janine, and just turn them into comic books. Uh, same dialogue, same everything, and I just I'm upset, right? Because I love those books so much. I was upset, but you I know mean, what? Here's the thing: if kids are reading, I am supportive. I'll just keep saying that. If kids, kids are reading, kids are reading. I'm I am supportive. supportive. Yes, yes. I will try Stop not to judge my your childhood. horrible taste. <laughs> Um, I am looking at them right now. So, yeah, it's, they're just like. Right? They're just, they're graphic novels of the stories. It's very odd. I wish you all could see the faces that Candy was making right now. There's a whole myriad, there's a. There's like shock stages. and awe yeah. and confusion and uh, acceptance. Well, of course, when you said that, I wanted to be awesome. Oh, this is going to be super cool. Like, it's them, but in. No, if it's the same shit, that's right. Like, it would be cool if it was those characters and the same thing, but, like, they were Doing a little new. more intense right. and no. maybe... Uh-uh. They're not superheroes. They're well, just super babysitters. They're just ah. super babysitters. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, no, they look crappy. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't say crappy, but as we were saying, you know, I ain't doing it again. It's a, it's just, it's a different genre than where we used to. But man, I love the big. Oh, you know what this looks like, and I, I, I'm saying this in a complete like. I haven't read it. I haven't seen it. I'm just looking at the cover on Amazon. But it looks to me exactly how, like, I would feel about this the way I feel about Teen Titans Go, which... I don't know what that means. I, uh, yeah, so Teen Titans, um, DC, and whatever. It's and it's a cartoon. It's a comic and a cartoon. But they released. The, it was a great show. It was a great animated series. And they're you know they're teenage, obviously, right? Because Teen Titans. Um, but it's 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 DC. It's not. It's serious. It's not all fun and games. And then they made this like version that's completely different animation. These are all on um, Cartoon Network. I mean, it's like. It's like, ba- they're not babies. It's not like baby Looney Tunes, but it's just a completely Aww, different baby show. baby Looney Tunes. And it's lame balls. And Is like it new? I, it's, no, it's been years now, but okay. they, they like replaced Teen Titans with Teen Titans Go!, so Teen Titans is never on, and last year or the year before at Comic-Con, their, one of their, like, big bags was all the Teen Titans characters, like, fighting the Teen Titans Go characters. And that's what this graphic novel, like, this cover makes me feel like Claudia would kick this bitch's ass. Oh, like, my there God. There is no way, like... Claudia, right? The best dress, young, <sighs> young character that's ever been created. There's another set of books also that has really big on fashion, and I cannot remember anything about these books except for the fact that the lead character refused to wear anything, anything other than red, black, and white. And I thought to myself, this 11-year-old has a way better sense of style than I do. Um, I always wore red, black, and white. But like as a policy, like she right, literally like that was only all she wore. That's weird. red, black, and white. How do I not know what that is? I can't remember what it was. Uh, oh, my God. Maybe it was The Sleepover Friends. Okay, I have never heard of The Sleepover Friends. I only read the one book, but it stuck with me because of the red, black, and white. Interesting. I'm going to see if I can We're find We're going down a, a YA rabbit hole Big here. time. We haven't even gotten but to anything yet. What's interesting is it's before it was called YA. It was just books. Right, exactly. It was, it was just, 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 it was books. just books. It was just, I got this at the Scholastic Book Fair. Yes. Oh, my God, those catalogs. That was my favorite <laughs> day of school. Paper Bring them home. You make you circle things and you dog ear and mm-hmm. you show the circled stuff to the parents and hope they give you enough money. But really, the dog eared ones—that's the most important. There's a whole Clever. system. I did not have a system. I was just like, buy me all the books. Buy me, give me this stuff. I need a thousand dollars. Right. Now. I need to buy the entire book fair. Um, apparently, there is nothing I can search given those parameters. To find this character who only wore red, black, and white. There's just way too much going I'll on. I'll find her. I'll find her somewhere offline. If I was a like badass hacker, I could figure well, it out. Well, here's the but... thing. Slumber party, red, black, and red. Red, black, and white is going to give you some weird shit. Click, 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 click. And porn. And no. No. The, the summary of images is <laughs> totally like Pinterest. But it's like cakes and... Party favors and decorations. How to host the perfect adult slumber party. Did you not just look up sleepover friends? No, you said slumber. That's what I, that's what I put in to see what, it, what would happen. Are you putting in sleepover friends? Is it the sleepover friends? It's definitely the Maybe not. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. doesn't We're matter. This is just me yeah. being crazy. Anyway, um, so good books. Everyone, step out. We've said this before. Step out of your genre if you can. Try... Try something different. And my whole point was, as a young person, yes, I read those kind of books. (laughs) But also, um, I read adult books. 
and it's you know it's interesting to see how as a child how you're interpreting adult characters and now as an adult what what you might get out of reading a book that is about just younger characters that's an interesting yeah, and then when you read some of the adult books that you read as a child, you're like, "What? What is this? Right? Who are these idiots?" It's uh, it's interesting how that how that changes. It is. It is interesting. So, uh, fandoms anonymous. Fandoms anonymous. What is going on right Everything now? Everything is back, right? Olympics are all over? that stuff is back. Well, yeah, for the most part. There's another short hiatus coming up, and it's like a couple of weeks. Like I think, is it Riverdale? SVU is not going to be back until April, which is now in a couple of days, but. There's been a week or two off. Maybe it's spring break that has something to do with the the schedule. Um, yeah, everything's kind of off right on and off right now. Uh, but it is possibly the end of the X Files has just happened. Uh, we recently had the finale of season eleven, um, with no news on it coming back, other than Gillian Anderson is for sure one hundred percent done. So it's really highly possible that it's the end end. Which is pretty tragic for you, because I, I don't know if you all know this, but you should. Candy uh, also runs an X-Files podcast called Mulder It's Us with our, our good friend Jennifer Burnell. That's Jenny B. Creative. Yes, I do. And we, we actually just recorded uh, last night, so it was kind of like, oh, man, I think. I'm real unhappy about season 11 of the X-Files, and I'm, I'm unhappy about my being unhappy. It's a whole spiral of emotions, but... <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not. I, I, the finale wasn't great, and the episode, the season. Was, ugh, I'm very upset about it. I don't want to be upset about it, but you can always check out Mulder. It's us and X Files podcast. <laughs> Do you think it was a problem that it came back in the first place? Do you think it was no. it weakened the the overall legacy? No, I think I was super stoked about season ten, and I actually really liked season ten. Um, I think it was fine to bring it back, I, and they had exceptional opportunities, and they. I don't know if they tried to get too much. I don't know if they were greedy about it. I don't know why season 11 doesn't work for me. Uh, and I don't want to say anything about season 10 and, and from season 10 to 11 in case you know people haven't watched it. But um, they had an opportunity for a great one or two season, little something for everybody, and then be done with it. They really did have that opportunity. And it seemed like maybe they were going to pull it off. And I don't think they're pulling it off. If they're not, well, they definitely didn't. I, I'm mad at Chris Carter. I'm never mad at Chris Carter. It's very, it's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. I feel like something like this is buzzing. Um, but I will say that David Duchovny looks fantastic. And Skinner, Skin Man, love you. Love you. Sexier with time. He just keeps getting sexier. The beard looks great. His bald head looks great. His hips weigh super on point. So thank you for that. And I just need to be happy that I live in a world where I got a little more of, a little more X-Files unexpectedly 20 years later and not be upset A little more hip sway for you. A little more hip sway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. We are going to jump into grab bag stuff. Grab bag. Grab bag. Uh, we are going to go back and forth and grab stuff out of this party hat. I, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna just pull one. We're gonna see. We're gonna see what we can do, and I'm gonna I'm gonna run the timer. We'll see what happens. We'll at least give us the option. Uh, first question. Perms. Why are they cool now? Oh my god, I totally know who that's from. Uh, so that that is. That was a snort, you guys. Did you all hear that? Because that was... I don't... They didn't tell me I couldn't say their names. I really don't think they care. Um, it's from Katie or Marissa. Katie or Marissa definitely submitted 
that question. So we're going to go with five minutes and let's, let's go. Five minutes. Why are perms a thing now? Have you seen this, that perms are like back? Well, I mean, fashion is cyclical. So why totally. wouldn't hairstyles be cyclical? Absolutely. From like the 90s. If you think like early 90s, early right, 90s, right. which is basically the late 80s. Totally. I'll, I'll give you perms. I'm fine with perms. I mean, I've I'm, never had I'm not going to get a perm. No. <laughs> We're like, no. Yeah. Give me my weird straight-ish hair all oh. day long. Because the smell, frankly, no, the smell I can't is handle. Horrible. And if, if it's not clueless... I'm not clueless. Oh my goodness, the wine. If it's not legally blonde, legally blonde and you're not say. like covering up having having murdered your father, like if nobody's not, interested in your perm. Yeah, if you're not Elwoods using the science of perms to right. solve a murder case, then who cares? So maybe they're not cool. At least at least maybe we don't think so. Right? We don't think they're cool. Um, I got a body wave in seventh grade. And since then, my hair has been curly. Granted, really, there's a genetic it changed thing. you it permanently. Permanently changed. Permanently. Permanently. None of that. It's gonna wash out in like six months, six weeks. I don't even know. I don't even remember. But it's gonna wash out. It's gonna change. I wouldn't count that, guys. So if you're gonna get a perm, be prepared to at some point in life have to start straightening your hair if you've never done it before. Interesting. Yeah. That is the science of perms. I, I never had a perm. I used to do um, the rag curls. You know, oh, where, yeah. where you like roll your hair up and tie a rag around yes. it and like all the little knots. Super awful to sleep on. Uh-huh. Uh, and basically lost my interest in that real quick. I am trying to learn how to use a curling iron. Right. To mixed results. <laughs> to be honest, there's a little bit of a mushroom head situation going on. Mm-hmm. But I found out I need to just use a smaller one, not the big fat one, because my hair is all short now. Yeah. Yeah. And you're using the wand. How do you feel about the wand? Mostly nervous. Do you have? Oh. Is there a glove? Well, I, there might have been at one point. I don't. I don't have a glove. Uh, I mean, I, I could use an oven mitt. You, but oh, I, I would love it if you used an oven mitt and sent me a picture. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. It's just you and like a shark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have those little stubby ones. <laughs> so yeah, you should do that for perms. sure. Perms. Perms. I guess that's really it on perms. Although, wait, do you remember those? They didn't make spiral. They were those things that kind of looked like long tubes and they were foamy and you would roll oh, it and sure. then it. what were those yeah. called uncomfortable like also also uncomfortable yeah. those gave you like the foam most rollers? permy no the foam ones are bigger the ones with the little like plastic bits that clip over no no oh, the ones that look like know. a worm and like you oh, wrap it around and yeah. then you kink it oh because it had those like wire things inside yeah, it was basically it. like yeah. a pipe cleaner which they used to sell on like qvc and stuff like that it was yes. definitely a made for tv situation yes. Those gave you like the most permy curls. I don't know what they were called. I don't either. Not to drive me crazy. All I can see are the ads. Yep. Never <laughs> had those. It's like those and a and a light bright. The ad oh my god, I was gonna say the ads which looked like like the chicks in the girl talk game. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. That those were the ads. That wasn't bad. That was in minute forty three. Well done. Do we have more to say about perms? I don't. Nah, I don't either. Cool. Next. <laughs> Oh, this just says, pro wrestling plus the women's movement equals awesome. That's also got to be from Katie and Marissa. I mean, that, that's not wrong. 100% does because I was talking to Marissa and Dustin about wrestling today in a weird turn of events. So that's pretty funny. So let's so, talk about Glow. Let's talk about Glow. The t- did you start. see Glow? 
I did not watch Glow. Uh, well, it's going to be a one-sided conversation. Uh, Glow was great. Yes. Uh, Alison Brie. I love her. Uh, unrecognizable in this show. Mm-hmm. Completely. I think I was on episode four before I went, oh my God, this Allison Brie. And Mike was like, what? Are you are you serious? But I was like, I didn't know. Loved it. Great show. Funny, engaging, beautifully shot, interesting, weird. The costumes are crazy. Mm-hmm. The Wolf Chick. I want to be the Wolf Chick's friend. Uh, great <laughs> show. And about women professional wrestlers. Yeah, I need to watch it. It's on my, it's on my list. It's in my list. Things to watch. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a long list. It is. Oh, lately I've been the worst. Um, I do. I do agree with this idea of pro wrestling plus the women's movement equals awesome. I I haven't watched wrestling in a really long time, so I don't know what's going Not on since there. Like high school, right? Not since like twenty one, twenty two. Because I definitely, I went to Raw when I was 21. Oh, I was like, what? We're not in 21. In 2021. Yeah, as was a about year. The time. Sure. I mean, I'll give you a little yeah, college. Yeah. You can From dip a toe school, in in college. Right. Yeah. Like 14, 15. Yeah. Through Good that times. Time. Yeah. And one of those rare television shows where the women were represented as strong and powerful and had their own storylines. Sure, there was so, some like romance, whatever, Triple H. But like. But they they mattered. They were significant. They weren't just uh, right. They sign were buddies. a part of yeah, a part of what was going on. And they kicked ass. They kicked very serious, serious ass. And uh, Linda McMahon, uh-huh. I may or may not be the chair of small business in the government currently. Really, she she was certainly nominated for the post. Whether or not she is the secretary of small business, and now, in my defense. I am massacring this job title. I don't know what the job title is, but essentially in charge of the Department of Small Businesses, which is funny because like it's not really a small business, but they grew that business they, like right. nobody's business. Right. <laughs> uh, that uh, wrestling was dead, and and the McMahons really created an empire. Yeah, they did. Um, and I'm gonna say it was all because of Linda. I, suck it, Vince. Probably suck it. Seriously, suck it, Vince. You super suck it, Vince. It probably was all Linda. Also, Triple H is my dude. <laughs> Just, he's my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cute in those panties. I mean, I love The Rock. Oh, well, how could you not I love The, the Rock? rock. Uh, yeah, I, so Marissa and Katie oh, had always had watched wrestling from a very young age. And I became friends with them when we were like 12. Um, and we, I started watching with them a little bit later, which I'm sure was, for a while there was like, I'm horning in your shit. I know it. <laughs> Sorry, bros. Um, here I am. <laughs> watching your stuff. Um <laughs> And Marissa's a huge HB Heartbreak Kid. She's a huge Shawn Michaels fan. And Shawn Michaels and Triple H are part of DX. China, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. A DX of, for life, dude. A lot of changing like, alliances. At some point within the last seven years, DX actually showed up at a WrestleMania. And I haven't watched WrestleMania in a long time. DX is gone, whatever. But I heard that maybe there was a thing happening. So I watched it that year. And I was like, it was as exciting as when NSYNC performed together for that like 50 seconds that year at the MTV Awards with Justin. It was that exciting. Like I stood up in the living room the entire time, <laughs> real close to the TV. Yeah, it was great. Shouting at the TV by yourself. Uh-huh. Pretty much. Oh my God, do you see? Uh, oh, no. Cats, no, are you don't. looking? Cats, pay attention to me. <laughs> Suck it. Something yes. important is happening. Yeah, no, it was great. It was really great. I okay. can't remember who I used to love. There was somebody I used to, I mean, The Rock, but like one of the ridiculous long-haired nonsense blondies. Oh, my God. It wasn't. Uh... <sighs> oh, shit, what's his name? 
It could have been. It, it was like two was. of them, I, and it was only one of them. Just seeing. They were like a twinsy set. Just, I think. Oh, Olivia about the same Chris. Person. Jericho? Yeah. Uh, I Jericho. At, Rainbow. <laughs> at what? Ra- at Rainbow, Barn Grill. Oh, well, that's a <laughs> way cooler place to bump into him than like the grocery store. It, it was after right. we'd been lame. Right, but, but the yeah, Rainbow Barn Grill, very hip. That's fine. Yes, very hip. Uh, yeah, no, it was Jericho. Okay. Uh, Jessica Stock, big Jericho fan. Jess, if you're listening, <laughs> I see you. I see you. I thought you were going to say The Edge mm. and fuck The Edge. No, uh, I, I don't. I don't think I... Oh, we talked about this the other day. I don't like you two. I want no part of anything. No, not him. I know, but still. I, it just I'm came making, up when I searched. I'm making an important statement here. I don't like you two. I, edge wrestler. Wait, am I wrong? I don't like you two either. No, I completely agree. <laughs> Did and you that take is another... Mike's poll about not liking no, you two? No, I didn't oh my see God, it. Get on the internet and take Mike's poll. Holy shit. Because there's I'm... too many people that are saying they like you two and it's a problem. YouTube is terrible. Because we were in Joshua Tree and you know, it escalates. Oh, okay. We don't yeah, we'll like find you two. It. Oh, that was five minutes. That was minutes. our alarm. That was our five minutes. Um, I am going to just PS that with. No, no PS. Uh, no PS. <laughs> the Edge. Uh, not There's no the. That makes a difference. Um, Adam Joseph Copeland, Canadian actor. Actually, not. I mean, I got to say, Edge on uh, Eureka. And, or not Eureka, on um, Haven, sci-fi. I mean, he's Canadian. He does sci-fi shit. But. Great, great. I, I saw the edge in these shows, and I was like, oh, he's very good. I could watch him. It's because wrestling's fake. I know, but it, when you when you have, like, very strong feelings to a persona of a wrestler, good or bad, whatever, like, they, it doesn't go away right away. <laughs> like, I, I saw his face, and I was like, that fucker. I got mad. I was throwing shit at the TV. Next question. Next question. Dogs or cats, which is a superior pet? It's terrible because we're both we both have cats. We both yeah, yeah, no, we both But man, I am over cats. I feel like I can't answer this question mm. due to the current status of my <laughs> life. <laughs> I All don't right. know that either is superior. I don't think either is superior. I think whichever animal vibes with you is the superior pet because first for you the superior pet might be a rabbit. <laughs> like it might not be a fucking a cat or a dog. I, I think cats are easier. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I I love my cats. Let's just let's just be honest. I love my cats, but man, I fucking hate my cats. Well, your cats are kind of dicks. They are. They throw up everywhere. They fight. They yowl. They do yowl. And one of them will not get off the table. They want to eat my food. Yep. Oh, at any point in time, just yeah, one of just, them. Right. There's always at least one of them on the table looking at me. Mm-hmm. Get off my table, cat. Get off. My way that they are always in the way. Mm-hmm. They find a way to go out of the way to be in the way. Yeah, I pace around my house a lot because I'm on conference calls, and my cat is always standing or sitting or stretched out in the part of the hallway that I need to walk on. Looking at you like, yeah. really? I'm laying here. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Big steps over the cat. Because <laughs> God forbid you trip over the cat or you step on it. Oh, no, that's the end. Yeah. I didn't put the timer on that one. That's all right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think either. Is, I, don't, I don't think one is superior. Okay. All right. An animal that loves you, Aww, that you love, is sweet. the superior. Even if pet. it's a bald rat, because those are out there, those naked rats. Yeah, and you know what? Naked they probably, mole rats. Naked mole rats, adorable. I and love they, Kim Possible. I mean, my God, me too. <laughs> I think they're making a Kim Possible movie. Shut up. I read that somewhere. Who knows? I read a lot of things. You do read a lot of things. I, uh... I'm I'm right now both prepared to be super into that and real judgy about it. 
Like, I'm ready to be mad that they're doing it wrong and real stoked if they do it right. Because how are they going to get her upper lip? That lip That's is, not real. That yeah. lip is so That's a major weird. prosthetic. Weird lip. That's a weird lip. Yeah. But you know what? I want to do it. I want to dress up like Kim Possible. I love her outfit. I want to have a little naked mole rat friend oh of God. Ron. I want, you know, I want all the things. Do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Ron Stoppable. Come on. Those names are oh the best. God, I, know. I, I think about the theme song quite often, <laughs> too. To Kim Possible. Um, it's all good. And there's somewhere out there, there's a comparison between Kim Possible and... Oh my God! It's one of the Marvel shows or movies or something. I mean, if it's not Kim Possible, it's every character is like the it's the is same. Wrong. It's the same show. It's like it's the same thing. These people are. Oh, it's Marvel. It is. It's um, it's the Avengers. It's Hawkeye and Aww, it's Black scary. Widow as yeah, and it's the whole. Yeah, you know what? I gotta tell you, can't I'm, match I'm, everybody. I'm Team Kim Possible. Totally as much as I love possible. Hawkeye, and we all know I love me you some Hawkeye. You do love you some Hawkeye. Uh, Jeremy Renner, I would lick your face. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Kim Possible. All the way. Okay. Score. All right. One topic, another topic down. <laughs> okay. New topic slash question. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's, it's a good one. Why don't men know how to do chores. And I'm going to time this because if we can talk about this for 45 minutes, I want to know. There's really not that much. I'm just curious to see what happens. It's a great question. Why don't men know how to do chores? Men and chores. So there's there's the argument that men don't know how to do chores because nobody taught them. Because the social constructs around it is that women we clean, learn right. how to play with baby dolls and clean the house and kitchen and blah, 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 blah. That, that little girls play house and play school and play cleaning and little boys play sports. Yeah. Uh, I also think that's bullshit. I think it is um, a decision to project, I'm not good at this, you help me. That is the, the other very common. Uh, I, I'm going to put a disclaimer on here that says my husband is very good at cleaning, and in fact, is way more of a cleaning. Per- I'm a tidy person. Is good at yeah. he like he will wipe down the blinds. Who the fuck does that? So, Mike, this is not about you. Uh, you're doing great. You're doing great. Um, big picture, societal society teaches men that their time is worth more money doing other things. And society teaches women and literally pays women less money to do other things. And mm-hmm. as a result, uh, you're in charge of cleaning the house because I'm in charge of bringing home the bacon. Thanks, right. men, everywhere. Right. Um, I definitely agree there's a societal reason. There is a structural reason. I think it's a BS excuse. Like, I get absolutely. There is a ex- expectation from a very from birth of who you are in the world and how you're going to be. And men don't clean and women don't work on cars like that. That is, that is what we grew up with. So I get that brainwashy programming portion of it, but also you're a person and you have some, at least, you know, you probably have four, three to four, three to five of your senses, which means you can smell if something's dirty or you can see if something's dirty. You know if you feel dirty. This is sticky. One of these things is going to, if the air is so acrid, you can taste it. There is some sort of warning sign that like you should clean this. Not a recommendation to lick the counter. Right. Oh my God, please. 
<laughs> if I thought we were, you know, there could be college dudes everywhere. Like, I don't know, is this dirty? I'm licking it. Everyone's going to be in the emergency room, and then someone's going to have to take care of them because they're going to be sick. It's going to be a fucking thing. Um, I guarantee but, it's a woman taking care yeah, of them. Absolutely. But I, I really, that to me is one of those things that falls under the women and men being raised where women are held accountable from a very young age for things men are allowed to do well into adulthood. Oh, I yeah. think that's part of it because I know men whose mothers have been doing their laundry well after they moved out, were done with college, well after they had moved out of the house, and they were still bringing their fucking laundry home to mommy. So, you know who's not doing that? Her daughter. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> not allowed, not going to happen. Yeah. So I think, and that is a societal issue, but that's true. And and this is just, this is just a real thing. Like, generally speaking, of course, not every man is a slob and not every woman is a neat freak. I mean, that is obviously not true. Look at my baseboards. Actually, don't. Don't look at my baseboards. Uh, for the record, guys, <laughs> Candy's house is really, really clean. Her her, don't look at my baseboards nonsense. I didn't even know I had baseboards. Come on. <laughs> Very new. Um, the division of emotional labor totally. is part of this. Yeah. So I read that, that great article, uh, and it's a French article that's been uh, – circulating and it shows a woman saying I'm going to clean off the table and I'm going to clean off the table means I'm going to pick up all the stuff and walk into the other room with it and on my way I'm going to pick up all the things that I see and I'm going to have a dirty dish in my hand I'm going to put that dirty dish in the dishwasher and then I'm going to put all the dishes that are in the sink into the dishwasher and women kind of because our multitasking is is so advanced we will do all the things in a row that are part of putting away the crap that was on the table, whereas men's brains don't necessarily function that way. And they will say, I'm going to put away the things that are on the table, and they'll pick up the things on the table and put them somewhere else, and that's it. They will not pick up the wet towel on the floor. They will not chain reaction and just do the one thing. And some of that is absolutely a brain conditioning. um, Yeah. Where, you know, we we multitask, and uh, men will do the thing... I think predominantly men will do the thing if you ask them to do it. Could you complete this chore? Yes, absolutely. However, it will not expand into doing the next step and the next step. It's just here. I have emptied the dishwasher. Ooh, that was five minutes. Um, that was the fastest five minutes of my so life. so fast, right? I have so much fun to say. Um, I, think, I think 50% of functioning men will do the thing if you ask them to do the thing. I think the other 50% are going to say they're going to do the thing. And four days later when they haven't done the thing, you're going to do the thing because you're about to tear your fucking hair out. And then you get the, I was just about to do this. I was totally just going to do it. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Again, it wasn't for me, we would live in filth. We're talking about 50% of the males, not all of them. Absolutely. We're not talking about you unless... Clearly, we're talking about you, and you know. You know it's you. That we're talking you totally about know it's you. Um, and I also think that that is that long run. That's another one of those, you know, like, I'm going to do this thing poorly. So she never asked, you don't ask me to do it anymore. It's also, I'm going to put this off until she does it. And eventually, she's just going to stop asking me to do it. And you know what? Fuck, fuck she. My roommate, partner, teacher, whatever is eventually going to stop asking me to complete this task because I'm just, I haven't done it also, quickly enough. fuck the guys who do that. Yeah, fuck totally. those people. Totally. If you're, if you're aware of that thought process, you're a dick. Yep. Okay. okay. Next question. 
Uh, three all-time favorite TV shows and why? Okay, this is way too difficult. I mean, I'm going to pour we, myself another drink yeah, while you think about it. Should we each get a five minutes on that? No. no. Two and a half minutes each. Oh, but it's but it's TV. It's Frasier. It, yeah, it's totally Frasier. Let's let's fine. Let's fine. Let's go. Let's go with that. Um, Buffy because of the lady power, fantastic writing, fantastic uh, dialogue and speech patterns, perfect for me at the time. I think I think we were like 12. No, a little older when X uh, when Buffy started. A little older when Buffy started. Uh, maybe like 14, 15. Um, it was just perfect. It was perfect timing. And it's a perfect show. It's a fucking perfect show. Everything about it's perfect. The music's great. Um, it looks great. Uh, Giles is great. Like everything about that show is perfection. That's why Buffy. X Files, same. <laughs> same Z, except for the last fucking season, Chris Carter. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for making me <laughs> have to say this over and over and over again. It hurts my insides. Um, X Files, I think, reinvented or reintroduced science fiction to the world in a way that it hadn't been done before and it hadn't been absorbed that way other than Star Trek, which is a very different kind of science fiction than the X-Files. Um, X-Files, also my friend. Uh, I wouldn't talk to anybody. Like during the X-Files, if, when the X-Files was on, I wouldn't take any phone calls, which for a 12-year-old girl is ridiculous. Um, I wouldn't talk to anybody. My door was closed. The X-Files was a very big deal. And Frasier because of its endless rewatchability and uh, super funnies. Super funnies. Wow. How quickly did you do that? That was two minutes. Not even two minutes. Just two minutes. Impressive. Yeah. I mean, I could say more, but like... I mean, I kind of lucked out here because I got to think while you were talking. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that I wasn't listening, but like I got to think. Um, So I am going with The West Wing, Mm. Deadwood, and The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. So The West Wing... um, I didn't watch it when I was on live. I only watched it on DVD later. In fact, same thing with Deadwood, but that doesn't matter. Mm-mm. It captured basically my heart completely, and I thought, man, I need to figure out a way to help change the world for the better. And as a result, I went on to work in politics, and it really, really moved me, and it spurs my activism now uh, because I believe in a world of President Bartlett. And we were real close with Obama. Like, Obama was, Very was close. basically Bartlett, mm-hmm. but younger. Uh, and handsomer. So dreamy. Um, I wanted to be Josh Lyman. I want mm. to be CJ Craig. Fuck, I want to be Toby Ziegler. Like, I don't care. I want to be all of them. I want to change the world. I want the things that I say to matter. And the West Wing really made it available that you could come out of nowhere and affect change. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deadwood, because let's fucking face it, I want to be a cowboy. I know. Uh, Timothy Oliphant in Deadwood oh is... So sexy. I love him so much. His walk, I'm like, come on, dude. You could walk that way towards me and then turn around and walk away. And I want to watch both of those versions. (laughs) Um, I like to pretend that Justified is like Deadwood 2.0. Nice. um, Because he's also handsome. Uh, It's great writing. It's an engaging story. I'm so sad about the way it ended because it just kind of stopped, which seemed like a huge disservice to all the fans. But Swearingen. I mean, give me Swearingen all day. Ian McShane, fuck yeah. <laughs> the scene where he's passing the kidney stone is probably the most graphic thing I've ever seen on television, and it's amazing. It actually hurt my heart to look at it. 
and The Simpsons because longevity. I mean, it's terrible now, but I don't care. I still watch it. I'm not even sorry. You know, <laughs> there's like a solid 20 years in there that are excellent. And so you forgive it the crap. Um, it really, it has covered every single topic. Like how many times have you said Simpsons did it first? Like, I don't even like totally. all the time because everything has happened in that universe and it still, it still has funny moments. It's, it's not the caliber that it was once, but I'm willing to forgive it because of how much caliber it gave us for so long. Because of how important it is. Yeah. Which is how I feel about the yeah. X-Files. I'm willing to fucking forgive you guys. Yep. Maybe. Maybe you had that was almost two minutes thirty seconds. Well done. Uh, you had well better, well better. You had well better answers than I did. No, you were able to think about it first. Yeah, well that's true. I got Damn an answer. Damn two it. minutes of thought. Ah, your turn. I want two minutes of thought. I have way better answers. Same three episodes though. <laughs> or same three shows though. <sighs> um, what if Millie Vanilli had never gotten caught? Oh my god, they still be making records. Right? Um, Fuck yeah. Why not? But I mean, they were gonna get caught eventually. Right. I mean, I think I I would still be I think they'd be very successful. Yeah, because especially in today's environment, they're presenting melodic, non-threatening, mm-hmm. uh happy music. Yeah, just jam, dance, feel would, good. Yeah. Everybody's having a good time. Mm-hmm. So I think if they never got caught, they'd still make music, but there's no universe where they don't get caught. Totally. Because they would have, you know what? They would have messed up on SNL. They would have gone on SNL and the, the, the background stuff would have gone wrong and they'd have been like, uh, in really deep voices. Also, the accessibility all the time and the media, they would have seen them. Right. Like, how come your voice doesn't sound like the way it right. is? But interestingly enough, they basically paved the way for auto-tune. Oh, they totally did. They totally paved the way for that. And I think in a, in a good way, they kind of shed a little bit more of a light on uh, the, the very common practice for a little while there of putting more beautiful people mm-hmm. in front of the camera, even though that was not their voices. Yeah. Hello, CNC Music Factory, et cetera. I think that was I, a big deal. I went immediately to the Smelly Cat music video. Also that. Yeah. Also that. Yeah. Okay. I like it. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's a good question. Thanks, Marissa and Katie. Ooh, this uh, this is this is a good one. What are the three non-electric? It's because I wrote this question. This is for you, Candy. This is a great question. Right, I feel really good about <laughs> it. Uh, what are the three non-electric, non-electronic things that you cannot live without? Three non-electronic things that I cannot live without. I was trying to think of like what's more most important. I don't want to have another TV show. I know that's an electronic debacle. No, I know, but that the answer to that question was like, oh, I didn't get to think about it. You don't want to um, it. My hoop earrings. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Grammy and Nia's necklace. Mm-hmm. Um, which both of which she's wearing currently. I am totally currently wearing these things. Um, not electronic thing. And it's things, which is why I'm not choosing any people because it's No, no, thing. things, items. Like if your house is burning down, what do you carry out with you? What do you grab? Right. Um, that's, that's, that's like all I got. And any Stephen King book. Mm, like if I was, yeah. if I was, had to, if I was evacuating, I didn't know where I was going and I had to, I grabbed a book from the shelf. It would be a Stephen King book and it would, I would read it over and over and over again as long as I had to. I like yeah. it. I like it. 
Um, I would take. I mean, I don't take my cats because I. They're not. Th- no, it's right. fine. They're th- they're not things. Right. They're they not things. I, I assume I mean, that they've they gotten out already. <laughs> Uh, my wedding album, which mm-hmm. I just got yesterday. Oh, Two years later, I just got it. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, I would take oh, the things that I cannot live without. Chapstick. Mm. Chapstick, chapstick, chapstick. All of the chapsticks. Chapstick for days. Yeah. Um, and this is a recent one, and you're going to laugh at me, but I'm going to say it anyway. This little black puffy vest that I have. Um, that's, it's essentially like a puffy jacket. Just, it's just a vest. I wear it all the time. It's the perfect weather vest. Cause if mm. it's cool, Oh, look, my innards are warm. And if it's hot, right. Oh, my arms are cool. <laughs> I kind of love it. Uh, I'm recently obsessed. So um, that's a good, I'm saying that that's important. That's a survival gear situation. Yeah. Oh, my, my arms are cool. <laughs> <laughs> that took us two minutes. Minute, minute. Not a long time. Okay, this one's tiny. What's the best advice anyone ever gave you? Is that from you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was nervous that nobody's going to ask. I'm glad the questions have come through, but no, I was I'm, nervous. I'm glad we did this, and I'm yeah. glad because we each also put in questions specifically just for the other person. Yeah. Um, these are just, these are, you, I want you to go first. Uh, best advice anybody ever gave me is somebody said to me it's just pizza Uh, when I was working in the service industry I was super stressed out all the time and like people were mad and I was mad and like there was just like a bunch of crap going on and somebody said to me look let me tell you this story and he told this really long story about when he was working in a pizza place and he forgot his uniform and they made him wear a pair of women's shorts because that was all that was available. So he's wearing a pair of women's shorts that were too small. These like tiny little booty shorts. And um, and he's having a terrible day as a result and he's very self-conscious. Yeah. And somebody ordered a Diet Coke with no lemon and there was a lemon in it and the woman was like, hey, I... I said no lemon and he like sticks his finger in this woman's Coke and pulls the lemon out and she starts laughing and he's like, are you laughing at me because of my shorts? And she says, no, I'm laughing at you because you just stuck your finger in my drink. Like maybe you should relax. And so he tells the story and then he says to me, and at the end of the day, it was just pizza. Like what's the big deal? And I got to tell you, I say to myself constantly, it's just pizza about about work things. That is a great story. I, I don't remember advice. anything about the person who told me this story except <sighs> for the story. Excuse me. Um, that is a great, that's a great story. Uh, I fear that my, oh, I'm, I'm going to think that all the time now. It's just pizza. It's just pizza. It's just pizza. Um, I mean, I'm kind of always thinking about pizza anyway, <laughs> so that, that works out fine. Um, it could be just pizza. It could just be pizza. It, you know what? It should just be pizza. Uh, I feel like I, ha- I have a great answer for this, but I'm also concerned as to how it's going to come off. That's yeah, all right. But should I just go for it? Not judgmental. This right? is a judgment-free zone. Safe space. Um, the best. So I was getting married, and I did not have... I didn't have, like, cold feet. I didn't, I didn't like, panic in that sense of, like, this is the... I'm, person to be with for the rest of my life <laughs> or not or not um super not but I did have that moment of I just I can't believe that I'm doing this and I'm I'm making this choice of forever and it's just like that's a really long time and like I had a, that moment and my friend said my maid of honor said dude it's not it's not you're not you're not signing something in blood she said if it doesn't work you get divorced like it's 
it's actually not <laughs> the what is does that mean stop it no i'm saying you're hitting the nail right on the oh, head oh yeah yeah i'm 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 agreeing right we've got this idea that i mean that it happened cha- right yeah <laughs> you're changing your life forever and she's like yeah, you know what though no like relax it's fine it's unfortunate and like it's sad but if it doesn't work out you get it like this is the right decision for you right now do the thing and if it doesn't work out you get a divorce like it's not what a wonderful maid of honor you had. It was a great response. It was the perfect yeah. response. I immediately felt better. I immediately stopped worrying about anything. And this was, you know, home stretch time. Like, I had shit to do. Like, I didn't have time for that kind of obnoxious circular thinking. And it was um, true. And also true. Like, no. Nothing's that permanent. I'm covered in tattoos. You can cover that tattoo. You can get rid of it. Like, relax. You made it. You made the choice. It wasn't a, a great. Maybe it didn't turn out to be a great choice. You can be fine. You can be just fine. You pierce that thing. You know what? Take it out. <laughs> Closes right up. Closes right up. You're gonna be fine. And you know what? I was fine. And it totally worked out. Yeah, I yeah. like it. That's good advice. That is good advice. <laughs> uh, ooh. Whose talk show would you love to go on and why would you be there? Candace almost better drink out. I just, did. Just almost spat that right out. I did. That would have been unfortunate because there's lots of electronics on the table. Have we given up the timer entirely? Uh, no, it was running. Oh, good. We okay. had a minute left on that, on the advice. Well, good advice, team. Yeah. Um, and start five minutes. Uh, Graham Norton show. <laughs> no question. Why are you there? I think about that all of the time. <laughs> Um, I am there either for writing something awesome mm-hmm. or for doing something else awesome, but mo- <laughs> most likely writing something awesome. Yeah. Movie, TV show, whatever, something amazing. Could you be more specific? No, not really. Uh, okay, real deep down. Yeah, give us the deepest. A fantastic sci-fi movie, which is, it ends up being a huge deal. I like it's it. It's real important. Yeah, no, I mean... Woman sci-fi movies changes the genre. It's a big deal. It's a totally big deal. I, like I mean, it. I would if if I like wrapped a present really well, and someone found a picture, and like Graham Norton thinks it's cute, so they bring me on the show for five minutes. That's fine too. <laughs> I just want to be on the show. I will get him wine. That's fine. I just want to sit on the couch. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the Daily Show. With Trevor nice. Noah specifically, I got to tell you, I love Trevor Noah. I know I talked about him in an earlier episode. I love Trevor Noah. He's so cute. Um, and it's probably because I've written a crazy stream of conscious firebrand book. Totally. And no, he, he brings me on the show to be like, so you're nuts. And I'm like, yeah, let's be nuts together. Let's be friends. Yeah. Very good answer. Also, your TV shows and my TV shows, very, very... Obvious, not obvious, but right. you know what I mean. Yeah, no, Very I mean, us shows for sure. Yeah, no, there's, there's, there's no confusion about no. who's watching what. And not that I don't watch Graham Norton, like you know, oh, w- yeah. whenever you're yeah. like, oh my god, did you see the thing on Graham Norton? I'm like, no, but I TiVo'd it. And does anyone say TiVo anymore? Uh, I say I no, but like I'll get to it, and then I do usually. And then I do usually. Usually. Okay, that was good. That was two minutes. We are way better at this than I thought we would be. No, we're doing great. Yeah, we're doing a really good job. So these are actually, there's two questions on here. Oh, I missed it. I was cutting them up, but I missed it. Because it's a form. Okay. Um, <laughs> this one is for you specifically. Who's it from? 
these are from me. These oh. are both me oh, okay. for you specifically. Um, the first one is you've been married two years now, Noodle. Is there a difference in the relationship pre slash post marriage? Uh, yes. Um, I would say pre-marriage, there's still that, like, are we okay feeling all the time? Even though, like, we were definitely okay. We were okay all the time. Uh, we didn't, we didn't ever fight. We didn't, like, none of those things that, like, there was no moment where I thought, oh, my God, we're going to break up. Like, mm-hmm. literally not one second where I thought. Which is fantastic. That we're going to break up. It was like, we were together and we were together and we were going to get married. But, um... That that worry definitely goes away after we've gotten married because I got to tell you it's a lot of work to stop being. I mean, you know, it's a lot of work to stop it's being married. So much work. Um, I just I feel like the partnership did really evolve, um, and we talk about a lot of the things that we might not have talked about before. I mean, like money and right and those things that because I'm a weirdo, I'm I'm real weird about. But I feel like okay, you've made this. You've changed your name, dude. Buckle down and talk about the money. Get the thing done, um, right? I feel uh, I feel like the the definitely the partnership has has evolved for the better, mm-hmm. um, and I used to, <laughs> I'm gonna slightly TMI. And no, you know what? I'm not gonna tell that story. Never mind. Damn it. Uh, no, do it's, I get to hear it later? Yeah, I'll okay. tell you later. Okay. I don't want to tell the world. But um, I think I think that our relationship is a lot better having gotten married, um, because you know we've like committed to being in for the long run. And every time I say Axelson, I get all like the chills. I'm like. Hee. It's that's a good my name. name. Yeah, Man, I know, that's right? a really good name. Um, yeah, and I, I feel a great sense of confidence uh, in in being alone. Like when I'm places by mm-hmm. myself, I don't feel weird about it. I haven't gotten married. Like which I know sounds very strange, but like I don't feel I don't feel like I'm by myself. Anymore. Oh, that's like I always kind of feel like it's cool. I mean, like doesn't matter if I'm in a weird place by myself. Like yeah. somebody married me, so other people are gonna like me. Also, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be yeah. fine. It does. Yeah. It really. It, it gave me a self of confidence. That is very very pretty. Yeah, that's nice. Aww. I mean, pretty like my handsome husband. Pretty like my handsome husband. There it is. Uh, I'm gonna. Can I just ask you the second one since I have oh, two? Yeah. Uh, do you remember the first book you read that was the book that turned you into a reader? Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Um. It was, you know what, I said, oh, my God, yes. But, like, there's, like, five answers I could give here. But I'm going to go with the one that yeah. still, like, sits with me the heaviest. Uh, Rifles for Wadi by Keith. Somebody. Fuck. I should know that. Um, it is a story of a young man fighting in the Civil War. And he fights both for the Union and the Rebels. Um, which is weird because that's, that's totally weird. Yeah. Yeah. He like goes undercover as a spy and and the book, I read it over and over and over again. And every time I read it, I found something new in the book that spoke to me. And I thought to myself, well, there is a whole universe out there of different perspectives and, and different ideas around life that I don't know anything about. And Mm -hmm. I might never know anything about unless I read about them. And, nice. and that book really pushed me to discover things that were bigger than myself. And when did you read that? I mean, every year since I was like nine. I knew you were going to say like nine. I, I have yeah. worn out six copies of that book. Oh my God. And I usually own two at a time, just in case. Like I own actively now probably two at a time. And I can't remember the name, the last guy, the guy's last name, which is terrible. But it's definitely Keith. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna have I mean, to I up. had to have a computer right in front of me. Right. It's called Rifles for Wadi. Wadi, like W A T I E. T I E. 
Huh. Or it might be somebody's Keith. Oh, Harold Keith. Harold Keith. It's yeah. apparently the first thing that comes up if you write rifles. If your uh, if your Google history is full of book references. There you go. Right. right. <laughs> so yeah, rifles for one. Nice. Good answers. Very good answers. Oh, I should plug this in. Oh, I snorted again. That's ridiculous. It's not. It's it's, it's a little ridiculous. It's adorable. Oh, cute. Mm. Okay. Next question. What TV show would you have changed the ending to? Ha. Why is it right now? Fucking expat. <laughs> um, oh, my God. And I want a hardcore spoiler, and I'm not going to do it. But, like, you're just going to have to listen to Mulder. That's an expat's podcast. Um, but, I, oh, my God, totally. I would totally change that. But since that's currently running maybe, and, like, who knows, I'll go with something else. I'll go with something that's absolutely for sure off the air absolutely forever. Absolutely for sure done. Matt has not but five minutes. Um, I want to say Firefly, but I also feel like Firefly ended as best as it could. Yeah, like and like it Wash didn't... had to, spoilers, like Wash had to die. Like I feel like he had yeah. to. I feel like it was, it would have been better if we got that three seasons into the show. Sure. It was unexpected because you knew it was the end of everything yeah. and it was so soon. Oh, she's real sad now. You're sorry. Right, I'm so sorry. That's depressing. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go mm-hmm. with that. Um, I'm going to say Battlestar Galactica. I was super mad about the end. It just seemed like such a nonsense. Which part of, like, the her dying? or like and Everything with everything? Starbuck. Everything with Starbuck. Oh, okay. okay. Her, whole, her whole ending arc, I was like, that's dumb. You're dumb. The stupid. But I mean, I'm also going to say Lost. Lost had a lousy ending. Like, it just... Petered. I can't say anything about Lost. I didn't actually watch it. What I did watch of don't it, watch I'm it. mad about. So don't don't watch yeah, it. Yeah, no, I fine. have no urge. Like the first couple of seasons are good, but like it gets so it goes off the rails so much that you're like, this is dumb. I'm out. I don't want to see this. Uh, you know what? I'm going to change my answer. And what's really funny is I'm going to change my answer partially based on Mary McDonnell, because who played President Rosalind? Mm-hmm. Um, because Major Crimes. Mm. Spoilers, guys. Um, she dies. And she dies. I feel so spoiled. Five episodes before the end of the friggin' series. Wow. Yeah, and it's like it's an out of nowhere. Like Andy, another guy on the squad who's now her fiance slash husband, whatever, he has had heart problems for seasons and it's this very serious thing and you're really concerned about it. And then out of the blue, she has some weird thing. I don't know what it was, but she's out and she's done and she disappears. Five episodes before the end of the show, and all I could think was, Mary McDonald, I have had enough between Independence Day <laughs> and Battlestar Galactica. Are you kidding me? I cannot handle Stop her putting being that woman these in power. beautiful, like amazing, yeah, woman in power characters, and then she's gone for like no reason other than... Maybe she's terrible to work with, and, every, and like the writers hate her. She seems like a lovely person. I just, I would change major crimes. I would... There was no reason for that storyline. It was sad for no reason. Rusty, are you kidding me? Poor Rusty, poor Andy. Like, I can't. It ended last, like, months ago, and I'm real upset. I'm still upset. I think that's reasonable. And then it made me sad about Battlestar Galactica. Because that pissed me off. Oh, yeah. 
You mean you knew? Yeah. I guess you knew it was cut coming. Like it kind of had to happen once they got there and she got everyone there safely. Like you knew it was coming, I but mean, it was also a, that whole episode was very. It just felt like nonsense. One thing after like, another. They just like they ran out of what they, they. I felt like the same way. They ran out of ideas, and they're like, mm, that's let's, how, let's get weirder. Yeah, that's how major crimes felt. Yeah. Like they ran out of ideas, and she doesn't get to finish out this important case. It was just a bunch of bullshit. It was bullshit. Hopefully, she had a really, really good movie conflict. I feel like she didn't. <laughs> yeah, like they just wrote her off. They just were like, "This is going to be great," and who cares? The show's over. Who cares <laughs> if our ratings plummet? We we really want to do this. Bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. Major crimes, people. I, I mean, I've stuck with you since closer. <laughs> the whole fucking thing. Kira Sidwick, right? Is that the closer? Yes, I'm the closer. Yes. Nice. Uh, <laughs> she was real cute, but Mary McDonald was actually better. Okay. This one is clearly for me from Noodle <laughs> and is how long have you been a vegan and what's your best advice for going vegan? It's a good question. Um, what year is it? Uh, seven ish years, I think since 2011, 2010, 2011. Um, my best advice is I didn't do it all at once. I couldn't do it all at once. I don't know how much, like, where you're from and where you're, how you're raised with food has to do with it. I think some people would have no problem giving up pepperoni, even if they grew up with pepperoni. Overnight. Right. Um, but I did grow up in the Midwest, and I wasn't... So you had a problem giving up the pepperoni. Uh, I had a problem giving up the dairy. Ooh. That was real hard. And so I did um, dairy first. Mm-hmm. I went vegetarian first. I did that for, like, a year. And then I went full vegan. And that, that worked out. I know, me personally, had I tried to give up, like, cheddar cheese... And burgers at the same time, I would have hardcore failed. There is no way I wouldn't have cracked and gone nuts. So you gave up the burger part and had grilled cheese for a year. I, yeah, I gave up. I gave up the burger part and I ate a lot of a lot of eggs mm-hmm. and a lot of cheese. Build up your protein. I absolutely built up my protein. Nice solid layer of fat to keep <laughs> me keep me warm when I gave up cheese and I was upset, which meant all I would want to eat would be cheese because mm-hmm. I'm sad and I want cheese. A shake. There's no cheese here, is there? I could eat some cheese right there's now. There's absolutely there's some there's some vegan cheese. In Nobody there. wants your nut cheese. Nobody candy. wants your nut cheese. <laughs> uh, no, I, did, I actually made a, a Beyond Meat burger tonight Ooh, for dinner. Delicious. Uh, super good, and I put a slice of Daya cheddar on it, which was nicely melted in the pan, a little lid for a minute or two, and some broccoli. It was a great dinner. Nice. Yeah. So your best advice, phase it out. Totally phase it out. I mean, pay attention to yourself. Have have take a self-aware like rundown of what, what the hell is going on. Not quite like, a selfie, but a self aware A self aware Exactly. Yeah. Like how do you eat? Why do you eat certain ways? Do you know that when you get stressed out, you eat cake and you need cake? Give give meat up first. <laughs> Let yourself get through the year of no meat or whatever and allow yourself to have some cake and then, you know. Plus, I'm sure there's plenty of vegan cakes. There are, but there there's a slight adjustment. Now, I think my cakes taste just fine. <laughs> I don't think my cakes taste different most of the time. Every now and then, it's like, what happened? Um, <laughs> that's what happens when you try new mixes, like weird vegan mixes. You just gotta balance a few things. Um, but it's you know it's way easier to get regular cake. I mean, you can go to Ralph's and get a slice of cake at lunch that and you they're do enormous slices. They're heavy. They're like as big as my head. They're like the two layer. Yeah, uh-huh. they're very serious. Two oh layers God, I plus. I love cake so much. Um, 
Although they, I will say that the most animal rights groups, uh, nature preserves, farm sanctuaries, et cetera, they will tell you that if you can only do one or the other, to give up dairy. They will actually tell you to go dairy first because the dairy industry is uh, more taxing, clim- you know, climate and environmentally speaking, um, and the conditions are worse. And they, they will tell you to cut dairy first. Oh, that's depressing. Isn't that depressing? Isn't that super fucking Go home depressing? and eat some cheese. <laughs> I'm going to go home. I need a slice of cheese right now. <laughs> Makes me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. All Thanks. right. Uh, why didn't Kelly and Brandon get married on 90210? That totally ruined the show for me. Uh, I did not watch that show, so that's going to be all you, Candy. I know. I just, meh. It's when I didn't have a TV. True. That's a, that's an important factor. It just. That's very true. I almost just started humming the theme song. Like, that was my response. I wouldn't even notice. My response was going to be long gasp. Da-da-da-da. I, I don't even know that I would know. I wouldn't recognize the show. I mean, I hardcore had like a polyphonic 90210 ringtone. No joke. Like that was... You know what it is? I'm not surprised. <laughs> right? So why didn't they get married? Uh, they didn't get married because I feel like Brandon did something stupid and then Kelly backed out. Maybe Brandon backed out. What it boiled down to was, I, I feel like it was Brandon's fault. I feel like it was hardcore Weren't Brandon's they like 22? Yeah, they were in college. Maybe that was the reason. That was, I mean, it probably was best for everybody involved that they did not get married. Uh, but it was a big letdown. It was a bummer. And it was. I mean, were they planning the wedding? Like, were they like ready to get married? Yeah. Yeah. Was there a dress spot? I don't know if there was a dress spot yet. But things were happening. Mm-hmm. And it was a. There no. was a proposal. There, oh, well beyond proposal. Yeah. Like planning. I feel like I remember what she was wearing in that episode. Mm. Yeah. When like it ended. I did also recently see that the beach house that they lived in is for rent currently. Are we going? We should probably rent the beach house. Someone sure should be living there right I'm now. I'm pretty sure that was a we should go there now. Like I stop think it recording. Was. Hold on, guys. Let's get the car. You can come with us. Maybe we'll but be right back. Um I would definitely love to see the inside. It doesn't look like that. No, that, but I want to know what the real one looks like uh, inside. Okay. Like I want to know if it's reflective of the exterior like if i feel like i'm actually in the building or if it's wrong and weird but it is it is a beach it is a beach building it is right on the beach yeah beautiful somewhere in malibu i would assume or beverly wait there's no beaches in beverly hills no they moved to the beach oh. when they were a little it was this was either during college or just after college they moved to the beach that the girls or they had to escape beverly hills the girls moved to the beach cuz beverly hills is rough and um then there were rotating roommates. Like in, at some point Claire came back and like Claire lived there and it was a whole fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> Must be nice to have that much money that you can leave Beverly Hills to live on the beach. Mm-hmm. Well, they probably all had waitressing jobs though, right? No. <laughs> no. They like ran a store. I think that's when, that's when uh, Donna was like trying to design clothes and there was a store and they ran the store. It was a whole thing. Andre had a baby. I mean, she was like 75 years old when they were in high school. I know. How old? Wasn't she She was like in her 30s. She was like 30. And you know what? Good for her. Totally good for her. I could play a high school kid now. And isn't she currently the president of the Hollywood Press Association? I hope so. Hollywood Foreign Press? Or maybe it's the Oscar. 
I'm looking it up right now. I feel like this has been a good like internet reference. It really has, episode, yeah. which we don't usually do, but we're like mm-hmm. Gabrielle Carteris. That's that's a name to pull mm-hmm. out of your hat. American uh, blah 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 blah. She is. I know that she's in charge of something right now. She was just trade union leader. Oh, uh, she's the president of SAG-AFTRA. You know what? Good for her. That's what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Good for her. So ultimately, they didn't get married because they were too young. They they totally didn't get married because they were too young. And also, I got to be honest, uh, dudes who ask this question, I really think that Kelly should have ended up with Dylan anyway. So I think I should have ended up with Dylan. (laughs) We all (laughs) should have ended up with Dylan. That's Jason Priestley and his wrinkly forehead, right? No, that's Brandon. Oh, yeah. you know, you know, like I said, I don't watch the Dylan show. Dylan has Luke Perry. Oh, Luke Perry, also wrinkly forehead. Also wrinkly forehead. Currently, I'm Riverdale aging just fine. Because he was also 40 at the time. He was, he was, yeah, yeah, they were all way older than high school age. <laughs> but Gabrielle Carteris, that Andrea Zuckerman really took the cake. <laughs> Although, following her. Set a precedent for that. Totally. Uh, oh, my God, what's her name? Charisma Carpenter, who played Cordelia Chase on Buffy, sure. was 27. Uh, I mean, how old was Stacey Dash? 50? Why can't I? Stacey Dash and Clueless. Oh, yes. Yeah, she, I mean, yes. Like, she, she's yeah, running she for Congress. Old. Yeah, but isn't she on the. As a Republican. She's on the other side of the. Wah. Wah. Yeah, yeah. She was like 50. <laughs> she was definitely not of high school age. Oh, that's funny. Too many. Too many. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, this is from Stephanie. This is um, specifically for Noodle. Oh, our timer's up. <laughs> I'm really good at this. Um, I would like to hear Noodle's thoughts on musicals, favorite, least favorite, and controversial takes. All right. Well, obviously, my favorite is Hamilton. Obviously. Like, there's no there's no comparison anywhere. I'm not sorry. I'm going to get a drink. I'm obsessed. Uh, least favorite. Um, least favorite might be Miss Saigon because I'm so like kind of weirded out, but I also confuse Miss Saigon with Madame Butterfly all the time. And it actually might be Madame Butterfly that I don't like. Uh, you know what? It's definitely Madame Butterfly. And I think that's an opera. So least favorite musical. I mean, I, you know, I gotta tell you, there's a lot of musicals I haven't seen, which makes me a little sad for myself. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Least favorite. Now, I'm going to say Cats, but that being said, I'm also going to see Cats when it's here because it's going to be here. It's just, I feel like it's a bunch of cats. Like, who cares? But I'm totally going to see Cats because it's coming to L.A. Um, controversial. You know what? Uh, people, people have a lot of mixed feelings on it, but I am really serious about it. My most controversial is the extreme love that I have for Les Mis. Uh, other people hate it. They think it's trite and nonsense. I don't fucking care. I want to revolt and lead the people into the revolution against the monarchy all day long. Can you, in fact, hear the people singing? Um, Because I can hear them singing. Because, you know, I'm probably singing the loudest. That was nice. Can you? That was good. So those are my thoughts on musicals, Candy. Very nice. What are Um, yours? uh, Mine are favorite musical... Okay, I'll, I'll start by saying my least favorite musical, which is Rent. Fuck Rent. Fuck you real hard, Rent. 
Oh my sorry. God, Mike! I'm Mike, I'm so sorry. Mike, Please still I'm be so Candy's friend. No, he. I think we've we've discussed this. He knows. Did he cry? He wasn't happy with me. I bet he wasn't happy with me at all. I'm sorry. I just rent is not my jam. I want to change my least favorite. Go, what? What? Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Get the fuck out. Really? I haven't oh, seen it. Hated it. I've been dying to see it. Oh, that's depressing. Oh, it's loud oh. and it's terrible. It's loud. I'm probably gonna love it. No, no, you will. Everybody else loves it. I hate it. Um, yeah, rent, rent, least favorite. I don't. Just say Hamilton. It's fine. It's not. It was totally. It's not Hamilton. Oh, I did, that I is controversial. I loved Hamilton. I absolutely loved Hamilton. Um, but I feel like my favorite musical might be Funny Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of what I listen to in my car the most, you and know, I think it's you. Funny Girl. Good for you. It's a little Funny Girl. It's a little Chicago, but I think Funny Girl. Chicago is not controversial. No, no. This is my favorite. My mm-hmm. favorite is Funny Girl. Least favorite Rent. Um, controversial. Controversial is a really good question. Controversial that I like it, or it's controversial subject matter. I did not write this question. Whatever, whatever. I really like cats, so that's probably <laughs> controversial. <laughs> controversial. You do know that it's coming to LA. I did right? not know that. No. Oh yeah, it's coming to the Pantages. We should go. We should totally go. Just so we can holler out memories at people. And you know what that is? That is a reason for me to wear the headband with the ears that I don't own yet. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually threw out a pair of cat's ears very recently. I should retrieve them. I mean, I need a pair of, you know, they would be classy. <laughs> it would be a silver, like a gold headband with tiny ears. Classy. Classy. Classy Can, can we wear ear. all the cat print? Headband. No, like I just mean, like, as, like if we're going. I mostly do, anyway. Yeah, fact. <laughs> it's black leopard. <laughs> but you're getting out of candy. Hmm. Next question. That, that took about four minutes. Long distance friendships. What are your tips to keeping them? It says Alice, but it probably means alive. What's your best long distance friendship tip? Because, you know, I know that you have a ton of them and I have a ton of them. Totally. Yeah, we both we both have a ton. Um, I think texting. I actually think just texting in general, which is partially just getting older. Is, is also, I think texting is uh, a way that people of a certain generation have been able to keep in touch with each other that generations before us did not have. There are a lot of, a lot of our parents uh, fell out of touch with their friends once they got married and had children and moved. And it, you can't sit on the phone for an hour every mm-hmm. day when your kid is screaming in the corner, you know. And they're always screaming They're always, the and sticky. Um, <laughs> they smell like mud. And they teeth. smell like mud. The whole place is just like the monkey ass. Um, it's, but I, I do think texting. I think texting and, and the, the check-in. And look, we can't all talk all the time. But, like, if one of us hears that, you know, knows that someone is sick or knows that someone something is going on, there's always a, a check-in within so many, you know, 36 hours at the most. There's a, how you doing? Wellness check. How you doing? Mm-hmm. How's life? Or, you know, you know that their in-laws are in town or, you know, how how you doing? <laughs> What's going on? That kind of random, I remember you, I'm thinking about you, I know you have this thing going on. Text communication has been fantastic for me. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I was also going to say texting, but I think the other piece is don't take it personal if a lot of time has mm-hmm. gone by in between. Because um, sometimes you just can't line up your time frames, and sometimes you just can't 
get your shit together, but it doesn't mean you don't love each other. And so don't take it personal right. yeah. if, if a long time has gone by and just keep trying to reach the other person. Mm-hmm. That was a really good question. I don't know who sent that question, but that was a really good question. It was, it was fucking noodle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we both have a lot of faraway friends. We do. We do. That, that's a Look, really... not all the questions are coming from us, I promise. But, no, like, yeah. I, you know, it's... Um, it that, was, that was really good. And, it, no, it's true. I mean, that's... Since the Industrial Revolution, <laughs> the ability to live anywhere has just gotten easier and easier and easier, you know, exponentially easier. So it's, it is important because... People are able. You are able to move across the country, across the world, and maintain relationships in right, a way you, don't you couldn't like lose. before. Because who writes letters? Yeah, you know, it's hard. Yeah, it's the hardest. Like thirty-five minutes out of your day. Dear niece, I am getting to my mail. <laughs> I have jokes written down. I haven't even opened yours yet. I'm I'm a horrible person, but I'm you're not on a it. horrible person. You're a busy I'm person. I'm a busy person. Uh, okay, all right. Another question. Let's see what's going on in the party hat here. Let's grab some of these tiny ones at the bottom. This is tiny. I feel like this was part of another question. I think this is definitely a noodle question. Cats, best and worst. Best and worst. Well, I feel like we answered that already because we talked about superior pets. Are you saying like what's the best and worst part of owning (laughs) a cat around? Yeah, I think we can check that. I think we covered this. Vomit, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's the vomit. Uh, But like the purrs. The, the vomit. The purrs balance it, but yeah, I mean the vomit uh, and the uh, okay best making biscuits. Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah. Worst vomit. They don't all throw up. Also, cats smell terrible. They can. Maybe it's just my cats. I, it might just my be cats your... smell terrible. I don't feel like your cat. I mean, Rocky. They always very. Oh, you can just do one because we answered that. Um, Rocky very very social with me, and like I pet him all the time. Oh yeah, he loves the people. And I don't feel like I smell. He afterwards. just hates. Everything else. Uh, what book would you like to see made into a movie? Listen to me breathe while I think about it, guys. Um, well, huh. this has been tried or at least talked about online for years. I would like to see the Anita Blake Vampire Hunter novels made into a movie, however, or movies. However, I don't think it would be done right, and I'd be pissed about it. So <laughs> I would I would like to see them made into the right movies. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. Uh, I'm going to go with an earlier conversation and say uh, Rifles for Wadi by Harold <laughs> Keith. <laughs> uh, I would really be interested to see that struggle and that balance portrayed. Because what I think is really interesting about the book is that, you know, everything that we see has the Confederacy as the bad guys Mm -hmm. really, really, like, black and white. And this book is not black and white. It has a lot of gray and (laughs) not just the uniforms. Um, (laughs) And I think it would be interesting to see how they show the different human aspects of it Um, and this one individual struggle to figure out what's important to him. Um, Based on your... I would I would watch that movie. Yeah, <laughs> any talking about. Also, I mean, the the main character is supposed to be very handsome, so that helps. Very handsome, and about what age? I don't want to tell you. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Like like fourteen. Well, he's eighteen. Well, that's fine. Yeah, it's like legal. Yeah, it's legal. Legal plus. It's legal to say. 
you're a good looking chap. Yeah. You know? Legal it's not, and not it's not uncomfortable. Not awkward. Right, right. Like when I thought Nathan Kress on iCarly was adorable. Like it was okay because even though the character was in high school, Nathan Kress was a was little thirty five. Was thirty five. No, it was at least eighteen. Well, this didn't print correctly. <laughs> it's like, uh, I believe this says Lucas Museum coming to L.A. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, the George Lucas Museum coming to L.A. I'm super excited oh. about this. Yeah, it's a museum for narrative art. And it is all of the art that got rejected from real museums for not being, oh. like, cultural enough. It's storytelling art put up in museums. And Lucas did not want to come to L.A. He wanted to go anywhere but Los Angeles, and every other place turned him down, pretty much. And uh, our mayor, uh, Garcetti, who I always want to call Garcetti because of the guy from The Wire, Garcetti oh. said to Lucas, what kind of chance do we have to get you here in Los Angeles. And Lucas apparently said, you've got like a 5% chance. And he said, so you're saying there's a chance. And we ended up getting this museum and they just broke ground the other day. And I'm super excited about it. One, give me everything Star Wars ever. Right. Two, give me narrative art. Like modern art makes me want to lay down on the floor and die. Uh, <laughs> I just I like art that tells a story. I give me give me symbolism and give mm -hmm. me very clear narrative and I am in. So that's how they're describing it as art that's like too normal for museums. Right. Oh, that's funny. I'm super into that. Yeah. I'm I mean it's it's, it's yeah. not gonna open for like three years. Right. But I am way excited about it. They, so you're saying that. Yeah. Basically, I mean he said other things. That was basically the same. And there was this great story in MBR about it. And we, you know, we, Los Angeles, sounded incredibly desperate and sad. But, like, yay, culture, but we'll yeah, take it. Okay, we got the thing, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm super down for that. So we have a date in three years, is what right. you're saying. Yes, yeah. so we, got, we got plans. We got things to do. Oh, this is here. This is here. And there's two left. Oh, we did that one. Did we? Yeah. No, let me this see. This is the relationship and the book. Oh, oh, so it printed twice. Apparently. So which one came from your dad? I don't know. Oh, wait. There's one in here from... Oh. Thanks, Dad, for asking a question. Yeah. should be a big one. Mm, Maybe you didn't print on. that one. Maybe I didn't print... I thought there was one I didn't well, print. Well, why don't you just read it off your Let's thing? see. Um, in the meantime, I'll read one of these ones while you look for it. Oh, yes. Sports as <sighs> a substitute for war. Excuse the cough, guys. Um, sports as a substitute for war would never work because we have had the Olympics running for a very long time during times of massive conflict and certain countries winning over other certain countries seems to not have affected much change in the battle portion of things that are going on. So I feel like I just, I don't think that would work out. That's funny because I think sports internally as a substitute for internal conflict and the tribalism that was rife within the U.S. for such a long time. Um, I think that sports and rooting for your team has surpassed the need to fight with your neighbor. Internal, I can see that yeah. at a local I, level. I think I yeah. see it at a local internal level rather yeah. than at a global level. 
um, because you know we're fighting over oil everywhere else. There's there's no amount of metals that are no, going to make up for not. the oil. Right. It doesn't. Um, like your toe was pointed and mine wasn't. Doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I will. I will root for my football team to beat your football team rather than raid your farm and steal all your crops. Absolutely. Yeah. That was yours, wasn't it? Why get a? That was a good one. Why get a? Because I like I like to get. Yeah. <laughs> Find the one from my dad. I just did. Okay. Okay. Uh, I can't see. What are your favorite childhood memories? I mean, I have a lot. I yeah, that's a tough I had, one. I had a fun childhood. Uh, playing cards. We oh, used to play variants of Rummy Five Hundred. Like we would make up our own rules a lot. Um, as you do. And it would mostly devolve into like I had 50 cards in my hand and it was just hysteria. <laughs> those, those are, those were always good times. Like no matter who was winning or who was losing. And I say that now, but like, who knows what it was like at the time. I remember it being funny the right. whole time. Like we played cribbage, we played rum, we played rummy 500, we played gin, we played 52 pickup. We paid, you know, whatever. We were just throwing cards at each other. Like whatever version of it it was, um, we spent a lot of time playing various card games. And uh, I probably lost most of the time because I was, the, you know, the baby. Right. And I was pretty good-natured about it. I'm less good-natured now, but at the time I was probably pretty good-natured about it. I love to win. Yeah, right. Super love to win. More than any. I almost love to win more than I hate to lose, but, like, it's, right. a, it's a close. right. Close. As evidenced by our super sweet trivia victory recently, yeah. all of us were like, "Suck it, Beyonce's yes, we. <laughs> we win the things at like your local bar." <laughs> we beat the shit out of a bunch of like twenty-two-year-olds. We did like beat the shit out of them, though. Like we really, it was pretty serious. Um, I will say that one of my favorite childhood memories is the same: is cards specifically. Um, we have, uh, when I was younger, I, I was kind of the only kid. Like, it was me and my cousin. Um, we're five years apart, but we were really the only, like, little kids for a long time, which meant that we had, like, big Christmases because it was multiple. It wasn't just our close family, our, you know, immediate family. It was multiple multiple families. Like, my cousin was there at Christmas. So we had a lot of adults, and we come from a card family. So, of course, I wanted to play with the grown-ups, and, like, I couldn't. Um so I, I forced myself to learn how to shuffle cards, and we played. I am contributing. I look, guys. I can help. Let me <laughs> let me let me shuffle your cards for you, um, which was really cute because my cousin Gigi, who is ten ish, um, recently was asking me like, "How do you?" So how do you shuffle cards? I was like, you go in the other room and you practice until you like, can shuffle cards. Did you tell cards. her to watch a YouTube video? I didn't do what my aunts did when I was her age, which was 52 pickup, which was throw the cards and say, well, first you pick them up. And then you... your aunts are dicks. They're total dicks. Um, Sorry, yeah. Gia, but you're a dick. No, they know. They know it. They're okay with it. Um, but yeah, that was, it was cards. It was cards and specifically watching all the older people get together and play cards always seemed like... It was just very cool to see like 10 people, 10 adults sit down and just play cards. Why don't we play cards? I don't know. Can you still hear me? Did I lose my... I can still hear you. Okay. You might have to twist it. Um, and then, of course, we played Nerds, which was my favorite Nerds. game. Nerds. Uh, which is fantastic. Uh, I, I assume the, it's online. Look it up. It's one of the best games ever. But we would play Nerds, which is everyone has their own deck and it's based on solitaire and everyone builds up on aces in the middle. So... 
if you have eight people playing nerds, you have eight decks of cards and, you know, math, lots of aces. <laughs> 32. So you're building and you're hitting each other and you're screaming and you have to take your rings off to play nerds that you, because it's dangerous. <laughs> you take your rings off. Everyone's shouting, you know, motherfucker, you dick. Like it's hilarious. And that nurse is definitely one of my favorite memories. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Last question. Last question of the evening. Are we ready? Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, ooh. Reading versus audiobooks. Do they both count? They both count because you're absorbing the story. I prefer reading. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, give me a book. Uh, audiobooks for the car. Audiobooks. I always think that I should start listening to audiobooks like while I'm walking because it will make me want to exercise or walk around or whatever it is, do something useful because then the only way you listen to it is when you're doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem I have with audiobooks is that I don't stop audiobooks. I'll sit in the parking lot for two hours to hear the end of a story. Which is the problem I have with reading. Uh, I was talking about reading at night. Yeah. And how... Well, that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to look at a screen to help your body, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I will scroll Pinterest for 20 minutes and my eyeballs are tired and I'm in bed. But if I'm reading a book, I will stay up all night long if I'm into that book. you got to find out what happens. that book. Right. I do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that was our last question. Wow, Thanks for good. sticking with us, everybody. This totally. Is, yeah, it was a good time. That was really good stuff. Lots of, lots of uh, diverse information. Yeah, we're going to do these uh, every so often. I like they're, it. They're super fun, and we talk about a lot of serious stuff, so this, and is, this is great. And hopefully on the next round we'll get more questions from you all and yeah. less questions from each other. <laughs> from, uh, from us. Yeah. Um, thank you, friends and family who responded to our things and yeah, sent us some, super, some fun stuff. super appreciate it. Um, and they're, you know what? They're exactly the kind of... The kind of thing we were looking for. Yeah. So that was great. Um, We are going to round out with Political Minute. We're going to start with Noodle. Uh, March for Our Lives was a massive, sweeping, ridiculous success. Uh, I uh, basically sobbed over all of the pictures all weekend. Yeah. And I was really deeply moved by Emma Gonzalez's speech in which she stood silent for four minutes. Can we talk about how hard that is? I mean, when was the last time you did anything for four minutes without your phone in your hand to scroll through? Oh, yeah, When was the last time you were quiet for four minutes to stand that way on international television with the self-possession to just wait it out? I mean, it was was ridiculous. It was moving. Mm -hmm. It was gorgeous. It was heart-wrenching. And it was all over America, all over the world, frankly. Yeah. Like, I mean, these kids really had such a significant moment. And the question is, what happens next? So next is the registering to vote. And there was a huge population. I think it was something like 40% of 18 to 29-year-olds didn't vote in the last election. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure that that number is going to go down. And I certainly hope so. all those kids are going to vote and uh, not vote for the Republicans because fuck you guys. I mean, at this point, it is just very, very obviously it, fucking Hydra. Sorry, Hydra. Yeah, get Not out. sorry. Why would I say sorry? Get out. Get out. Uh, it was it was really really impactful and mu- and moving and beautiful. And uh, please send us your your marching pictures. We'd love to see pictures. Absolutely. of you from the marches because I don't think either of us were able to be there. 
No, we were not. Um, we yeah. neither of us were near a march. Um, I was out of town. I was near a march. I just could not get to the march. Just you know, just sometimes these things happen. Life has um, been kicking my ass. But uh, we want to see your march pictures, and thank you to everybody who did march, mm-hmm. and we hope that you all vote as a result of this. Uh, especially for the support um, coming from places other than the United States. That is, yes. we I feel like we're often seen as based on the way we project ourselves, but we're this major world power and we're a big deal. And, and the truth is, you know, not so much, not one, not so much. Yeah. And two, uh, to have the rest of the world, um, to have that moment, that humility, humility moment of the rest of the world saying, guys, this, no one else has this problem. Literally none. We don't have this problem and we feel for your children. Why don't you is pretty, pretty impactful. I think it was something like out of the 410 congressional districts, and my numbers might be slightly off, but there was 360 marches and 410 congressional that's districts. Uh, it, I mean, that's that's a good sweeping amount of people that are going to change the face of the country in 2018, hopefully, or yeah. 2020. Hopefully. Yeah, 2020. Midterms. <laughs> I am. I feel great about these kids. I feel uh, I'm extremely supportive at this point. Any sort of um, backlash, whether it be a a very obvious nasty comment that no adult should be making about or towards a child, or it be, you know, some dude you know who's posting something on Facebook that makes you feel like you're you're not directly attacking these children, but you're – it's gross. You're gross. It's just, you're the problem. Yeah, gross. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I've done a lot of unfriending and blocking, and I feel real good about it. Every time there's one of these 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 waves, you have to. I mean, you, like, you don't have to. Uh, and I, I believe everyone should talk, and we should, we should be talking with people we don't agree with and have these, these conversations. I still believe that at some point. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, there are some people that there's just... There's just no talking to, and I'm, I'm, you know, I have a an agenda. I have a peace, save the planet, feminist, intersectional agenda, and I just, I frankly don't have time for your your stupidity. I just, I don't. There are some people that you just, no matter what side you're on, you're passionate about it, you believe certain things. Maybe, maybe the Nazis are like, I can't follow Candy anymore. <laughs> Quick, we don't agree. <laughs> It's fine. She can live her life and do her thing. But I don't. I don't know if the Nazis are super like live and they're let not, live. They're feeling. not like that. No. Nah. Um, and we want to end our political minute with a very special shout out. Um, yay! Yes. To Candy's sister. Yeah. Uh, yay, Danielle. Danielle Armnecht is. I think we mentioned this last episode, uh, and I've been able to speak with her a little bit since then. So speaking of community and like rallying and change making a difference making a difference my sister danielle is running for mayor of bertram texas Woo, bertram Woo. texas bertram texas a uh, town of population about 1392 people uh just north of san antonio about an hour and a half or no yeah about about 120 miles or something north of san antonio texas um she is uh danielle's pretty rad i'm gonna say personally speaking uh danielle is smart She's always been smart. She's always been funny. She's always been really on top of her, her shit. My, my sister's rad. Um, so we are going to give you guys some links to her uh, crowd 
uh, her crowd pack page where she is looking for, I think, a total of $3,000 is what she's Which trying to raise for her campaign. Which is a super reasonable amount of money. Super reasonable. And she's gotten some donations. They are doing, um, their elections are May 5th. So between now and then, she is looking to to raise that money for her campaign. Uh, the most important thing about Danielle's campaign for me is her sense of community. She is she, she has been in Bertram, I think, about five years, and she uh, volunteers. She is store manager at Bertram's Free um, Library Thrift Store. That's so she, sweet. I know. So she's posts like the best pictures, like the things that come. It's just adorable. Um, she sits as co-secretary um, with the Chamber of Commerce in Bertram, and she is a member of the Economic Development Committee, which is super rad. Um, and she's also leading a task force. She's kind of in charge of a uh, blessing box project to help those in Bertram who just don't have as much as others. So your sister is super rad. So <laughs> right? she's running for mayor, right? Yes, she is running for mayor. How many other people is she running against? I have no idea. I am really, really have no idea. Okay. Yeah, no clue at all. I don't think it matters. I don't you think know it what? matters either. It Vote really Danielle. Uh, I asked her to send me, you know, her five uh, big plans for Bertram, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna summarize these a little bit. Um, but as I was reading these and and looking at her, um, her crowd pack page and the things that she has listed as what's important in her campaign, it really is uh, bringing everybody together and keeping everybody safe. That is her her top priority. Um, she is going to be focused on the water system in Bertram. They do not have a super large population, but they are having a problem, um, you know, barely accommodating the residents that they have. Oh, wow. So they're you know expansion wise that's going to be an issue for them if they don't address the water system. Um, she is looking to get the major you know, parks and, and rec and local law enforcement and civil departments to speak better than they do and actually communicate. And I guess they don't have a whole lot of that right now. They don't have... Um, you know, like their their police department and the parks and roads department really speaking to each other, and and no one really reports to anybody. So she's trying to get um, better communication. So which she's is working on overall town infrastructure. Overall infrastructure, which is um, super important in a town uh, that actually doesn't even have twenty four seven police coverage. Unfortunately, um, they have. I think she said two. Yes, two officers that do not work nights. And there is uh, the next uh, police department is about 25 minutes away. So Yikes. she is looking to get that infrastructure together and get the funding together to have a larger police department and have uh, quicker response times, which I think is is amazing. As far as I can tell, Bertram, um, you know, it is there's a lot of children and there's animals and there's there's a lot going on in Bertram. And it's a little little sad that they don't have some more police coverage. So I would really like to see that all come together, especially since Manisa and nephew live there. So let's get that going. So we're going to post her page. We are. We're going to post her her crowd pack page. I'm also going to post a link to her Facebook page so you can check her out. She is a soon-to-be 30-year-old woman running for mayor of this little town in Texas, and I'm super proud, and I really want her to win, and I think it's worthwhile that this mother and community activist uh, take the reins and do what she can to bring Bertram together. They say all politics are local, and this is a great example of local politics, that it's not just somebody comes swooping in with, yeah, yeah, I want to have power, but somebody who is a citizen of the town who's been there for a long time and clearly very invested in improvements in the town and understands what 
the biggest challenges are. Absolutely. And she is uh, working at a one-on-one community level, face-to-face, to build this uh, stronger, better Bertram. And she would like to um, set up more community things. So she wants, as mayor, everybody in the town to feel like they can walk right up to her and say hello and answer oh, her question. That's so um, cool. It is. I'm going to cry. That's every single rom-com you've ever read. Oh, my God, totally. Um, and I just, I think she'd be great. So check her out. We're going to post everything. Um, I feel pretty good about this episode in general. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of things got covered. Lots of things happened. That was a good time. I I had probably too much vodka. I was thinking a lot of booze got drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I am. I am warm. So at, uh, this is our longest episode as well. Sure. Totally. I mean, my parents are always asking us for go longer, so. Please, can I have more? Can I have so much more? This is more, Mom. This is more. This is, is that her Mother's Day present? It should be. Like, (laughs) done. Look, I did the thing. I love you. Here you go. Uh, We want to thank you. A little slurry. I love you. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening and hanging out with us. And for sending us questions. Sending us questions and uh, supporting our little bit of a silly moment. Because not everything can be... Can't all be gloom and doom all the time. The end of the friggin' world and right. you know, the future. I mean, that's fire. not to say that we won't go right back to gloom and doom Absolutely. on the next episode, but like this was a good one. But this was good. I feel yeah. good about this. Um, keep in touch if you would like to send us anything, if you have any pictures from a March for Your Life, if you have any maybe information about friends or family who are running for local politics and you want to shine a light on that, you can email us. We will give them plugs. Oh, my, we will plug the crap out of that. <laughs> uh, you can email us at chacharonepodcast at gmail.com. You can find find me candy all over the internet mostly at uh, candy presents that's candy with an i and noodle where can they find you at either nessie noodle one three on twitter or noodling around on instagram and uh, check out our instagram it's on the website (laughs) (laughs) i mean if you look up chacharone it's just it's just gonna be us it's pretty much Pretty much. Just There's like pictures. Uh, and you can DM There's us shirts. there. And yeah, send us stuff. Uh, if you have questions, we are going to do more of these grab bags. So if you have anything you want to throw out there, you can absolutely uh, go to candypresents.com. There is a grab bag submissions button, and we will just hold on to these until the next grab bag episode we do. Thanks, everybody. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Have a great night.